How important is it to have a vision in life? How important is it to have clear-cut goals in life? Well, our guest this week, Ruchika Bhaseen Ori, will shed some light on this. From a young age, Ruchika knew what exactly she wanted to do. She worked towards it and she's reached where she wanted to. So let's talk to her and understand the story of her life, her journey and how she did what she has done. So hi, Ruchika, and uh, welcome to this series of conversations. And here, as I have explained it to you earlier, we get women achievers who we call women trailblazers to share the stories of their lives with us, to tell us about their struggles, challenges, what's it been like, their ups and downs, so that other women who are listening to them or reading about them get inspired and motivated to, you know, step out of their comfort zones or whatever is holding them back. And eventually, we want to build a community of women who are there for each other, are there to empower and support each other. So thank you so much for having taken time out of your busy schedule to be with us here today. And let's get started. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Samita, for having me here. All right. So we are like a kind of an icebreaker. Tell us a little bit about your early life, your childhood. So, um... My childhood, we are four sisters and I'm the youngest of four. And so we had my grandparents at home and my parents, of course. So, you know, as you can imagine, it was a house full. And so there was actually no space for anyone else because, and I look, when I look back at my childhood, it was very interesting, you know, being the fourth child, Mm -hmm. I think your parents are quite done and dusted by that time (laughs) but I think that's what really allowed me I think to grow to be the person I am because I was not monitored on a second basis I mean I was like looked upon my sisters were sometimes guiding me and you know I had a house where I had so many personalities okay and I learned I think at a very early age to work with personalities work with different kind of personalities my father was aggressive and my mother was a very nice, quiet person, uh, but very strong-willed. And my sisters were aggressive. So, you know, so there are natural things that I imbibed in my childhood. I'm sure. Uh, and it was, I should say, it was a lot of fun. And when I look back, um, I remember all what my father used to do. Like, you know, when it was winter, when it was summers and it was raining, we used to have mangoes in the rain and we used to be just showering. Or, you know, on weekends, he used to make us stand in a line and, you know, he used to trim our hair and, you know, teach us as girls how you should apply nail polish and, you know, oh, wow. how you should okay. do your hair. So it was my father. And okay. it was very interesting to yeah. have a man in the house that kind of, you know, did these things with you. To the extent yeah. when I was getting married, I said, well, my wedding outfit cannot be decided without my father. He has to. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> very interesting. Okay. So tell us, uh, how did you gravitate towards banking or for that matter, even working? How was that an option? Because I'm sure, you know, those days girls could just happily get married and not have anything to do as a profession. So how did you kind of decide to work and then get into banking? So I think uh, interesting question, Sangeeta, because I've never reflected on it. But, you know, when I decided that I will work, I don't know when I decided that. But I can for sure know that it was 
somewhere an undercurrent that my parents had ignited mm-hmm. in saying that you know you need to stand up on your own two feet or you need to look out for yourself or you know life is there to do experiences mm. and somewhere i think um, i gravitated maybe my mother never wanted us to come in the kitchen she said you know after marriage you will anyways have to cook mm-hmm. and she used to be so focused on studies like we used to she was only make us for study okay and my father used to always tell us do sports you know and you need to excel in whatever you do so i think it was formative that it was kind of an under, undercurrent to saying do something which is which you will feel proud about okay and i think that's when and i then i had as, as i said i had three role models in the house itself my three elder sisters mm-hmm. and i saw them gravit and we used to discuss as sisters as to what will we do when we grow up okay and i think that kind of started that whole seed of saying what do i want to do yeah and then i would look around me and since i was youngest i used to observe a lot i was a very good observer and i used to be a very silent quiet person so my observation powers were probably high hmm. i don't know why i thought that when i saw around i could see three four professions law doctor being a doctor being a chartered accountant being a company secretary mm-hmm. and i think it was by elimination that i decided okay doctor no way <laughs> and you know lawyer maybe not mm. and i i don't think it interests me going to a law court and so i decided yeah i think i like numbers i like mathematics it is it is going to be something in the field of mathematics okay and then i think it was eighth grade that i actually decided i'm going to be a chartered accountant oh okay all right and since eighth grade i pursued it i wow. very well knew i'm going to take finance in 11th grade i very well knew my college is going to be bcom on so clear sighted clear vision yeah clear all vision. right <laughs> So as a banker and as a woman banker both any mm. challenges that you faced in your journey anything that comes to your mind Mm yeah I I think uh, challenges uh, I really have to look back. of course there were challenges there is no doubt there is no uh, I don't think any of us are bereft of that yeah. but I think my challenges if I say in my studying life um i don't think i faced any challenges mm-hmm. um and as a woman no i don't think i was um, i think i was unstoppable maybe i was because i had grown in a house where i saw only women mm-hmm. um i didn't see any difference you know because i never saw there was a boy or a girl in the house and any different kind of you know personalities mm-hmm. uh so i think i was very comfortable in my own skin Okay. And so even if there were challenges I thought those were those were challenges everybody faced. Uh no whether it be like you know but I do remember when I was doing my CA mm-hmm. and I had to go for classes in the morning and those classes used to be at 6 a.m. or they used to be at night at 9 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. and then I had to come back home and you know it wasn't a safe city and I didn't have the luxury of having my own vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I think I did feel that you know um kind of um curbed it in the sense i used to choose classes which were probably not by the best okay. uh you know professor who was taking those classes i had to take a 6 pm class or i had to take an 8 am class because i didn't have a scooter i didn't want to ride a scooter and you know girls didn't used to ride it so i felt maybe there 
my education did take a hit from the best professors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to compensate it by working even harder uh, than, you know, what I don't know if men would have or girls who had vehicles could. Mm. Uh, but then, you know, that was the fire also that yes. brought the fire in the belly also that I will be as good, if not better. Yeah. And so I think that was probably one of the challenges I faced. I think in my working life, certainly I think life stages did have its challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, you know, when I got married uh, and very happily so because I had, I chose my husband. So I chose to go with him to another city. Mm-hmm. It was my choice. Uh, and and I had his backing. But I do remember that, you know, I had to change my surname, you know, um, and that, I think, was a big challenge for me. Mm. And I still remember it till date because I changed my surname. I was in a new city. Nobody knew who I was. Mm. And here I was building relationships on a new name. And I continuously felt, but that's not me. I had my parents who have brought me up. So I am Ruchika Bhaseen. Mm. And now I'm Ruchika Ohri. Where did that Bhaseen get dropped? I, I think I had this major breakdown. And I used to want to tell everybody I'm a Bhaseen and that's my foundation. And then once I did discuss with my husband and saying, you know, well, what is this? And he said, you know what? It's just you and me. Go ahead and do what you want and what makes wow. you happy. So I went ahead and changed my name. Mm. Uh, though I did a very uh, spin on that, you know, keep both families happy. <laughs> so I kept my name at Bhaseen Ori okay. and had the Ori the last. But till date, it gives me a lot of joy. It gives me a lot of joy seeing two very important families in my life and I have them in my name. Wonderful. So that was challenging. And of course, when my child was born, um, I did not know whether I, I didn't want to work. Hmm. And okay. because I could see this little child. I know that whole mother instinct came and after three months and that time maternity leave was three months and I had to go back to work. Mm-hmm. And I uh, told my husband, I don't want to go back. Hmm. And he said, okay, um, Give it a try. Okay. And you know, you must go after three months. Mm-hmm. Give it a try. What is it if nothing tried? And it's your again, it's your choice. Leave mm-hmm. it. And bring up your child. And I still remember I went, went back to work and I thought, oh my God, I missed work so much. I did not know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there was looking back. After three months, I never left my job. And I managed both child and home and social life and my career. Mm-hmm. Did I take a back seat? I sometimes feel I know I did not. Okay. Because I did, I changed my jobs whenever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I do think that <clears throat> I won't use the cliche thing that, you know, my, you know, because I had the backing of my husband, because I do feel he had my backing too mm-hmm. uh, in a career. But I think, yes, it was someone who was saying, I have your back, go ahead and do what you want to. And I had a very supportive family. I still remember my in-laws. And my father-in-law used to send me articles by courier of saying of successful women. Okay, okay. He used to say, this is how you should look at your career. So, you know, all around there was uh, people supporting me and saying, it can happen. Everything can happen Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. Just do it and we will help you. So I think I did have that support. So, yeah, so I think... Those were certainly times where I felt, do men feel this way or is it just I? Hmm. So, but I think those were times, yeah. Uh, Third instance, you know, Sanita, I'll tell you is that I had a very difficult project that I was working on. 
Mm. To the point that I actually started feeling ill. Okay. Because it was too much pressure. Mm. And I contemplated that, you know, should I carry on or should I leave? Because it's impacting my health. Okay. And I'm not focusing on my family. Okay. And, you know, I mean, my husband's taking care of the house, the child, everything. Mm. And, um, and I reflected upon and said, why not? Am I going to run away? Mm. I don't want to run away. That's not what I am and I stand for. So let me see what I have to do. And I realized that it was my physical strength. Okay. That was not being, that I was not being able to do a lot. That's what I felt. Hmm. And then I said, okay, should I do gym? And it was like, you know, they were like demons coming out. Oh, who's going to go to the gym in the morning? I'm not a morning person. I'm not going to get ready and go. And so I zeroed in on yoga. Okay. And I said, okay, let's do yoga. And I can have someone come home. And I can do that at my time. And I found someone and she's been with me as my yoga trainer for now 18 years. Wow. Wow. That's... That journey started and I can't tell you in an year the way I felt. Hmm. I felt calm. I felt uh, physically very happy, mm-hmm. emotionally very balanced. And I could give time and I knew how to give time to work and my, my house. And as a result, I averted uh, a kind of turn that came in my career where I was contemplating leaving it. Hmm. And I th- it just catapulted me ahead. And uh, I sometimes reflect on that part saying, oh, that was a, a inflection point. Turning point. Okay. But yeah. as a banker, I mean, largely at that time in a men's, in a man's world, so to say, anything that comes to your mind that kind of you felt you were at a disadvantage or uh, maybe you had to miss out on something because you were a woman you are a woman rather yeah so you know um i have to reflect back mm-hmm. when i was in it i don't think i realized some things were happening to me because maybe i was a woman mm-hmm. and or it was just my own limitation that i felt um, was inhibiting me. Okay. Uh, so, you know, like I, I remember that if I were wanting to take jobs, I never looked at a job outside India. Never. Mm-hmm. I, it didn't even cross my mind because it was like, oh my God, there would be too much to rattle mm-hmm. and, you know, too much to look for. So, so I think I never tried it. Mm-hmm. I never wiced it. And I don't know what would have happened if I voiced it and said it. The other thing I did see that, you know, uh, of course, opportunities were offered first to men to look outside of a country because they knew, you know, families would move with you very easily. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't feel bad about it because I knew I'm not going to. So, but of yeah. course, it, it did pinch me that, you know, I'm not good enough, maybe. Mm. Is that is why these opportunities are not being asked me? So that was one thing. I think the second, if I reflect is that I have felt that, you know, the way communication of, you know, I, I always thought that, you know, you had to be nice, you know, women were being nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I felt that, you know, because I was nice at times when I sought to say, you know, this is what I want. I was not voicing it this way that I'm saying that I want this. Mm-hmm. I had, I wanted to prove it by example. Whereas my other half of maybe men 
were voicing it in saying, I want this. And I thought maybe they are being heard more than I was being heard because my voice was probably softer. My style of asking was maybe indirect mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Or was it that, you know, um, the communication style of a man is different from a woman and maybe that was the gap. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, did that probably hamper my career trajectory? I can't say for sure. But certainly, I think it was a joint thing by by what I did and uh, what my uh, environment did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So probably, I think a woman, you know, tries to make up for whatever she thinks she can't do by working harder than uh, her male counterparts. And probably that compensates, you know, and then, you know, but I guess it's different. Yeah, And I do feel now that, you know, I have done, I have worked in a corporate for a very long time now. And when I reflect back, you know, I really feel that, you know, I should have voiced even if I was not capable of something. Because if you were good, they were always helping hands around you. Yeah. And I do feel that, you know, a leader would have surely helped me. And, uh, and probably also recognizing uh, or speaking up even for my leaders to saying, you know, we see this as your development area. I saw them do that more for men mm-hmm. than for a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was the barrier of, you know, how would she take it? I mean, how is she going to react to it? Correct. Uh, so I think those are very subtle misses, but they are misses. But they are misses all the same. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I guess a cliched question that... How do you balance the various aspects of your life, the various roles you play, the various, the many hats that you wear? How do you juggle? So, uh, I think, um, you know, there is no, there is a balance. There is no balance. Okay. I do feel there is no balance. Uh, You have to do it all together. And sometimes I feel it depends upon, you know, like there are times where I feel your work is going to take priority. So you are going to spend a lot of time there. Mm. And because let's say at a point where, you know, you you think you're at the brink of a promotion. Yeah. And at that time, you know, you don't want to leave any stone unturned uh, to kind of say the next opportunity is mine. And there is always, always a a competition. So that time your house and maybe your friends and family take a bit of a background, uh, a backseat. Correct. And then there are times when, you know, your child is like, for example, when my daughter was in her 11th or 12th and then she had to go to college. Yes, my office had to take back seat Hmm. and my daughter had to take front seat. Hmm. Uh, Or at times, you know, when my parent needed, you know, elder care, then my personal life was more important. So, you know, it's like how, how you say and then, but you can't have everything, according to me, happen at the same time, at the same time. Uh, same intensity yes 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 because then that that either takes a lot out of you or you'll break i i think that way and uh, so you know you have to it's like a balance and it's a continuous balancing between your career your personal life and you know i didn't mention my husband but he's an equal of but course. you know I, i'm still figuring out how he needs me i think i need him more than he does you know so so i'm still figuring that one out but uh, yeah, but I, but I do think it's, um, you have, and you know, to me, the day I decided that these are not two worlds, it's one world, hmm. I think it get easier. Like my personal calendar and my office calendar is the same. Okay. 
Okay. And, you know, so at my work, my assistant knows and I know that this is what's happening in both lives and I need to balance it out. Hmm. And uh, it's like, uh, you know, like I used to first switch off when I used to come home from hmm. work. Hmm. And when I was at work, I used to switch off from home. Hmm. And I realized that also wasn't a very healthy way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if my child needed me, I wasn't there because hmm. I was at work. And I was very serious about it. Hmm. And when I was at home, maybe my office needed me because I had a, uh, you know, like a night operation too at work. Hmm. It didn't work. And that caused stress. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I was telling myself, I need to break these two worlds. And it, it wasn't possible. So when I when I kind of merged these two worlds is when I found that it Peace worked Peace and better. happiness. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> So what you're saying is it's important to know when to do what and then go accordingly. It doesn't have to be like these two don't have to be different worlds, but you have to know when something is important in a particular world and then you focus on that, right? And then you focus on that. Absolutely. And you know, the other thing that I also have is Sangeeta, it's my now, now my principle, communicate and over communicate. Okay. Okay. You know, it's like, it's like if you're at work, And if there is something happening in your personal life, Mm -hmm. you need to communicate to your boss. You need to communicate to your business partners. You need to communicate to your team. Mm -hmm. This is what is happening. If you're going to see me a couple of hours not there or me canceling meetings, it's because this is happening in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so they understand where you're coming from and they support you. Mm. Similar to the case that if there is something happening at work and, you know, you are either wanting to prove something to yourself or there is a project that you know you need to bring value to your company Mm -hmm. then that takes precedence and then you need to do the same with your family yeah and saying you know i'm going to be like absent and i'm not going to be meeting a lot because you know i'm focusing here so i need your support and when i say home it even needs your house help yeah yeah of course definitely crazy you know i'm not going to be help you in the house thing so Here's a couple of, you know, money and figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm. And and then you realize it's beautiful because people rise up to the occasion yes. and uh, it's good. So you communicate and over communicate is now my principle. Great. Great. Okay. So if when you look back, what do you think has been your biggest success so far? It could be personal, it could be professional, but what is it that kind of just like I said is top of the mind? So I would say my success is, um, I feel very fulfilled that I have um, a very good personal life, Mm -hmm. a very healthy, a very happy uh, personal life. And I have an accomplished uh, career Mm -hmm. uh, that's still one. And I have reached a point in my career that I felt was I would not or was not possible for me to achieve. Okay. And uh, so it's, uh, I would say, I define my uh, success by saying, I have been able to do what many call, can you do it all? And I do think that what was important and priority in my life, I've done it all. Fantastic. And I feel like fulfilled and accomplished. Fantastic. All right. Okay. So every day is different. We Some days we wake up feeling not so nice and other days like we are, you know, just ready to go and raring to go. So how do you push yourself or how do you make things happen on days when you are not motivated, when, you know, you're down in the dumps or something? So how do you deal with those days? 
Yeah, and you're right. Uh, the absolutely days like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, I would say how I deal with those days. If those days, I mean, let's say if I'm not in a good mood and I'm grumpy and you know, um, I'm not feeling good about myself. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I have. I cancel my meetings those days and I keep them minimal. Okay. Because I know I today I'm reactive mm-hmm. and I don't want to be reactive because you know the kind of uh effect it has on people around you is yeah. not good okay so you know i kind of cope with that and uh, then uh, if the same is on the personal side i would again be maybe more quieted more muted mm-hmm. uh, because i think that you know my aggression will take the better of me uh-huh. <laughs> and so so but i think my coping mechanism is also that you know for example music lifts me a lot Okay. I mean, if I listen to music, it takes me in another world. It suddenly, certainly, somehow creates some very positive, happy hormonal releases or some you know juices in my body. Okay. So I will surely listen to music that day, and okay. I will listen to a lot of my favorite music, and that just lifts me up. Or you know, um, yoga, as I said, lifts me up. Doing pranayam is. wonderful it gives me the calmness that uh, i need uh, and then i do talk to my uh, you know daughter my husband my sisters uh, they are my strongest uh, support network in my life okay so and they lift me up and because i can tell them what's happening and i get sometimes suggestions sometimes a positive vibe saying you're doing great pack your bag and go ahead so i think those are my coping mechanisms Mm-hmm. and how i get through a bad day or a bad phase <laughs> so fine so basically you depend on people around you to help you cope or maybe uh, help you see the brighter side of things yeah absolutely yeah. I mean, and then you know, i i do reaffirmations like you know i do talk to myself okay. uh, i do okay uh, and you know like i got my yoga out by talking to myself uh, as a change in my life i talk to myself Okay. I do. Uh, I do uh, introspect, and saying what's happening. Why am I feeling the way I am? Is it mm. again? Uh, is it my physical strength? Is there a deficiency of vitamin? I, I go to that level. Okay. And then okay. I say, okay, is it something that I do not feel good because I reacted to something and then down that's troubling me. Mm-hmm. So what action do I need to take? So I get into like analysis, introspection. and then action based on that so wonderful so you yeah. put it very clearly <laughs> that this is how you do it okay yeah. okay so i guess we all have our ways of uh, you know dealing with these kind of situations okay so 10 years from now where do you see yourself wow 10 years from now i see myself only traveling and relaxing <laughs> okay okay no working <laughs> No, I think you know, uh, Sangeeta. It's in my bones now, having worked for uh, you know close to thirty years. Mm-hmm. It's in my DNA. I mean, there is no way I will feel accomplished, fulfilled, or have a happy life if I'm not doing anything. Mm. And you know, I'm still. I think I'm in that phase that I go and come back from many things. Like you know, for example, it's always been my desire to. have a school of my own for younger children oh nice and okay. and you know maybe underprivileged children or even a normal uh, you know kindergarten school <clears throat> which is still maybe eighth grade uh, because i've always felt being with young people uh, keeps you on your toes 
keeps you agile and keeps you uh, with the times Absolutely. so that certainly is something i've always wanted to do so let's see where i land on that okay i've done no action till now but uh, yes so you know the other is that <laughs> should i you know i have so much of corporate experience uh, should i work again maybe it is part time yeah um, maybe it is as in the boards of companies um, maybe it is helping a group of people who are maybe doing a startup hmm. so how do i leverage um the experience the knowledge that i have gathered through my career and um, apply that apply that in a new way hmm. uh, so that that's the second uh third of course you know uh, certainly for the community do something for the community i don't know what it is but i would love to contribute i used to be more in as i said children education yeah. seeing my parents age i felt old people need my support and uh, you know and now i feel the environment needs the support so which way to oscillate but those are the couple of things that i do think that i do want to do in the 10 years um but yes i i do think that um, maybe it will take me an year or two to relax to kind of have my me time which yeah, uh, yeah, honestly sure. i don't think i've had since uh, 30 years Yeah. So yeah maybe it'd be a good time to sit back and uh, again mal as i said introspect and seeing what ticks me and how i can contribute So largely Any you idea? would want to, to <laughs> So largely you would want to give back in some way So you don't know yes. in what way but you would want to give back that i think is a wonderful thought and yes the uh maybe the couple of years that you take uh, off you could uh, you know sit and uh, figure out uh, at that time what you what is it that you want but this is clear that you would want to give back in some way oh absolutely and i do think that you know one can i mean i'm seeing around now that people can work very effectively till the age of at least 80 if not more yes yes and so there's a very long run yeah, that absolutely. i have so i'm not going to hang up my boots i'm not going to say uh that you know i did it all and now i don't want to no i think i have a lot in me uh to continue to contribute um even if it is a corporate job yeah no if yeah, they are whatever, tables, whatever. i wouldn't have to be in corporate world and continue to be there okay can you share some of the most important learnings of your life um i'd say one learning is that conversation discussion is very important uh and why is it important is because that gives you the opportunity to speak up and that is an in other words it's like speaking up hmm. so if there is and you know i'm relating it more to corporate life okay. than personal life is that you know if you are in work and there is something that you want to have an opinion a point of view Mm-hmm. it's very important not to keep it to yourself it is to speak up yeah and more often not over my career i've realized that initially it was will i sound good hmm. will i sound that you know i'm saying something intelligent hmm. but reflecting back it's it was my point of view and so there's no right or wrong yeah so you yeah. know speaking up is very important because speaking up one highlights that you have a thinking mind and you are able to contribute so i think that's one of my big learnings okay uh the other is that 
don't hold yourself back as i said you know communicate and over communicate mm. so if there is something that you want or there is something that you think that you can achieve mm-hmm. voice it more often than not okay make it known make have conversations with of course the right ears have that conversation to saying this is what i want and mm. this is why i think i can have it and uh, as i said that communication has to be 360 degree which mm. is both your family and your professional life Okay. because these two constituents uh, are very important because you cannot do without them yes and definitely. that that is what will make your you know dreams come true make a realization of where you want to go so that's my uh, second learning uh, and my third learning is that you know always pay forward um which is that you know what what someone has done for you or a group of people have done for you hmm. get opportunity don't ever forget that yeah because you know there are people coming along that path hmm. and how can you help them because some day you were at that situation yes so you know always remember to pay forward always remember to take out time uh, to help someone who's in a situation you were and someone helped you so i think those are um, learnings the i think the other learning that i have is that um everybody has a perspective and no perspective is right or wrong mm. it's from your lens so how can you be more open uh to you know getting more perspectives from uh from from across and you know and it's not always trying to prove that the point i'm making is right hmm uh because that's from your lens it may yeah. be different from someone else's life and from a from a perspective that they are coming from hmm. so give it a good hearing hmm. and i think the other uh, skill i would say it's a skill is listening oh definitely listening definitely wonderful hmm. and you know uh, because when you listen is that you're not coloring your own thoughts it's because you're just purely listening yeah yeah and that you know, tells you one it is of course uh, very uh very rewarding mm-hmm. for the for whom you are having a conversation with um it's also rewarding for you because you learn some things which you don't learn when Absolutely. you are only talking mm-hmm. you know those are a couple of that come to my mind straight off i'm sure there is a lot of other learnings i have but those ones come no but yes right but now. yes and these are very important because i think you know most of the especially listening most of us don't like to i mean you know it's very like it's very urgent for us to say what we want to say without you know giving time and attention to the other person and yes you learn so much when you listen i think that's a very very important point that you've made so yes yeah. thank you for that okay so a successful woman who's made a name a place for herself how does the world react to it and when i say world i mean both men and women so um Uh, honestly sangeeta i have never looked at it like this um because i do think that in all my working life i have been my own competition i know it sounds cliche no, uh, but... but it's absolutely true for me hmm. i have not looked right or left i have had created my own path i have created my own goals uh i have created my own journey basically 
and as as i told you initially from 8th grade i knew i'm going to do chartered accountancy so i think somewhere uh, i still maintain that you know i can define and i can achieve okay so i have probably never noticed asked or read that what anybody thinks of my success but yeah but you know when when at work when you have other you know colleagues reaching out to you junior colleagues peers to ask for your advice or to saying you know we love listening to you in an x place in a y place uh you do feel very good that oh i could add or i could leave uh, someone with a nugget mm-hmm. uh so it feels yeah it was all worth it right and it was good and it is like i have built that um, brand uh that that you know people want to come and take my advice talk to me or invite me and you know so it feels it feels very good mm-hmm. uh, i shy away from such things but um, but that that thing of pay forward yeah i think that's what gets me out okay and uh, certainly that gets me out um, but I, i don't think i've yeah at times when i again reflect back i feel the goals that i had i think i i'm doing very well on that path and it's my own appreciation to myself so i give a lot of pat to myself mm-hmm. and that's also a very happy and feeling accomplished kind of uh, absolutely place. but yeah but on I the whole that. i mean maybe not uh, only from your perspective but uh, generally i mean when men succeed of course there are all you know accolades and people like applause them and acknowledge them do you think the same happens for women as well oh yes i think you know this has started um yeah i mean i can see that i had been quoted as examples of saying that you know um by my leaders in kind of mentoring others and saying you know why don't you go and meet her you know you should actually talk how does she handle the such situations because we don't see these situations happening with her hmm. they don't happen with her hmm. how come they don't happen with her she has been a person who's managed her home life her personal life family friends and her work so figure it out if you are struggling okay uh so you know that's when i think it is it's it feels good of course and um yeah i think that's what i would say so as you can see it's a very uncomfortable question for me <laughs> but uh, okay let's yeah. move on no what yeah. so completely different uh, tangent So if you look around you you see that a lot of people are nowadays shifting careers shifting gears as i call it in their mid lives so you know someone's mm-hmm. becoming a writer someone's becoming a singer someone is taking on to some different thing which maybe they figured out now is their passion and they want to leave whatever else they were doing before that and take on this new career path so what do you have to say about it i mean why do you think it's happening and I mean what could be the reasons behind it Um yeah actually you know it's very refreshing to see that mm-hmm. because uh, as i said you know when i was deciding my career as a very young girl um i had only couple to go to either it was a doctor it was a lawyer it was a chartered accountant or <coughs> you know uh, tech wasn't there at that time at all yeah. So I think now is a world um there is so much of opportunities with social media 
you know, so much of people are really taking to saying that, you know, I want to do what I feel most happy in, or I feel I, this is what I, where I want to make a difference. Leave aside the success part of it, because, you know, success is not only, success has many meanings. You know, success initially used to mean, are you at a senior position? Do you have money? Yeah. Uh, do you have the white goods that you need? <coughs> and you know, that was a definition of success. I think the definition of success has um, changed. Yes, it has. Uh, the definition of success is now, have you gone ahead and done what you wanted to do? Or what? How? what did you want to excel in? Even if uh, it's not a you know, monetary success. Yeah. It's a success in making a difference. It could be making a difference in the society. It could be making a difference in a field like singing. It may be a difference in a field like maybe sports. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so it's very nice to see that there is that ability. And even in our society, not to follow the beaten path and to follow a path that you want to. Because I think success as I said, uh, is in happiness too. The definition yes. of success could be equal to happy and Absolutely. happiness. Mm. Uh, so I think that pursuit um, is probably making everyone look at in different directions uh, and look at what they want to do. Mm. Mm. But on the flip side, on the flip side, yeah. I would say that um, even giving up careers to follow it could be your passion but sometimes I have felt careers are given up because, you know, you've reached kind of a point where it's either becoming tougher mm -hmm. okay, or it's becoming like, you know, now it will take a lot and now it will require me to make decisions or choices um, which either sacrifice my personal life or, you know, uh, I'll have to give more attention to my work hmm. and at that time probably to take a you know path saying okay let me leave this tough one and let me go and try at someone and make that a path and get success in it uh what i'm trying to say is don't run away from tough times okay 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 and and you know is it and again it's an introspection is it is it deflecting from your path because things have become tougher and will will need more out of you? Mm -hmm. And hence you decide to leave them? Or is it truly that you feel that there is something more uh, that you can do or ignites you or, you know, you feel more accomplished and, you know, you'd be, you'd be happier than absolutely. But I would say that, you know, I have seen more often than not in careers and in women's careers, that they do at a point saying, okay, now this is getting tougher. Let me okay. choose another path because I probably have someone else I can rely on or if this is okay. good enough, you know, let's run. So I don't think that should happen. Definitely. Uh, because another of my mantras is stay the course. Just stay the course. Yes. So that's very interesting. So you're choosing it because it's the easier option or because you are genuinely passionate about it that is important the difference between the two yeah. is very very important okay. absolutely okay so successful as you are what advice would you like to give to young girls who are 
on the threshold of their professional lives, personal lives, just starting out in lives, what would you like to tell them in terms of your pearls of wisdom, if yeah. I may call them? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I think um, the advice I have, and I, I can tell you young girls, young women in, uh, in uh, careers and business are doing great guns. I mean, I am so proud of how they are doing this and, you know, they own it. Hmm. So I, I do think the advice is each individual has their own strengths yes. and of course their own opportunities, but who doesn't? So hence, believe in yourself. I think the first thing is that don't be any copy cutter. Don't try and be someone else. Just be yourself. Be mm -hmm. comfortable in your skin and do not worry about what anybody else thinks about you or has an opinion about you. It's great if anybody has an opinion about you. At least you're worth having an opinion about. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, be very comfortable in being uncomfortable also. That's and wonderful. So yeah. be your own. And, uh, and you know, once, once you have that attitude, then I don't think success is far away from you. Uh, because uh, that's when success really happens because you're doing because you're so true to yourself mm -hmm. so that's one second is that yeah it, it will take courage it will take time the other is that as i said before also speak up yeah do not keep it if you feel like for example if as a woman you feel that there is a bias mm. speak up okay. and speak up not in a because you don't know, see, that's your perspective. Yeah. But yeah. you need to say, you know, this is what I am noticing and this is how I am feeling. Is that happening? Hmm. So hmm. that gives an opportunity to whoever you're talking, maybe your superior, your peer, your team, whatever, hmm. gives the opportunity to say, oh no, but this is this is what how I see it. This is my perspective. And maybe you might see a different perspective, but speak up because that will give an opportunity to either correct something that's not happening correctly yeah. or you will be put wise. And so you learn the art of voicing what you are noticing. And then the third is never be a pushover. Okay. And absolutely don't be nice. Don't do things just because you want to be nice. Um, and don't be a pushover. Call it out. Uh, absolutely in a respectful way, in a meaningful way, give it the right focus yeah. uh, when you want attention to some something that's not agreeing with you. Mm -hmm. And don't make light of it. Uh, and don't say it in a, you know, just by the way, uh, make it an important conversation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that will help you uh, grow that will help you form relationships, that will help you um, maybe sometimes break your own biases. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that really helps. And seek out. I think the other thing is that, you know, we say mentorship, and you know, it's an oft-repeated word. Yeah. But the value of having good mentors um, is absolutely invaluable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And if you can get a coach who can guide you, uh, through good times and tough times uh, is a beautiful investment you can make. And earlier in life uh, would really help you achieve 
even greater heights than what you would have otherwise. Okay, great, great. So, okay, we often hear this. Uh, I just want your views on this. So, why do they say that a woman is a woman's worst enemy? <laughs> you know, um, I don't know whether I should say I agree or disagree. Hmm. I think that is somewhere in the middle. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, so I I do think that um, yeah, sometimes yeah, I would say again in my introspection in a work environment uh, and you know i have seen only a corporate environment so i won't be able to comment in a business environment mm-hmm. but in a corporate environment there are more men than women mm-hmm. and you know um, we've always been brought up by saying a man has to work i mean you know a yeah. woman has a choice right and that sometimes gets behaviors uh, out which otherwise would not have been if you if we also knew that you know we don't have a choice we've got to work mm-hmm. and you know so i i see i see less collaboration um amongst women uh and you know women naturally i feel gravitate towards like you know let's say an evening get together mm-hmm. um in an office scenario more often than not men will have maybe more than women have women have these mm. days women do have mm. i mean they love it they don't mm. you know women company uh initially it never used to happen but now you know you see but men have it more i mean they would say having this communication this connect with my colleagues out of work post work hours is an important collaboration relationship building activity mm. i think women think that going home being with their child going at home is a more important priority yeah and hence the second, the other one to be with your colleagues becomes your second priority true so true. you know and i think more women are realizing having that beer having that drink having that evening get together is becoming very important and mm. that's becoming important is because there are more women in workforce now yeah you yeah. have more women who think like you are going through the same stage that you can ask a question and get an answer and tell them how you feel about it and it is good to vent out right mm-hmm. uh you know it is that uh, good uh, good good bitching out so and it's just it just gets things out of your system and that's all there's nothing there's no there's no harmful so you mean to discussion. say that a woman could be an enemy when she is not able to communicate when she's not able to vent it out and if she has a problem with another woman she's not able to tell her that whereas men probably don't face it or have not faced it because they've always had the opportunity to connect and communicate post work like yeah. you say okay and also sanita it's also that you know they are they, the numbers are larger yes definitely than before right? yeah so yeah. you know for them for them to saying that you know oh this guy is going to go ahead or you know this guy is better than us it's easier for them because they've seen it all along and mm. there are lesser women so each one is jostling to like you know to make a place uh, make a place and you know the more women we'll have in our workforce and more women at senior positions this will change because you know having a conversation in a room i have noticed that you know when uh, ipl is going on or you know some you know soccer is going on uh you know the conversation starts with saying hey, that team is playing well and you're less of women in the room yeah and yeah, you know women, 
maybe some women are interested in sports i'm i'm really not a follower of sports or have a passion towards any sport as such so you feel you know am i being uh, you know i'm not involved in this conversation and suddenly you know there is a uh, there is kind of a uh, akinness um, Yes. there is kind of a bonding which is different mm-hmm. and if you have more women in the room then more often than not you'll have i'm having a bad bad hair day yeah, Or, yeah. You know, oh so what do you use and you know so the conversations are going to be different, different. and if you see lesser men in the room you can see that they're also not part of that conversation definitely not so yeah. you know it's it's because of the just the construct i think women then become more only competitive and uh, because the spaces are probably lesser there are lesser women uh, who probably cannot guide you in saying you know um this kind of a behavior is like you know you're not supporting each other to rise up together so and i see that change happening i see okay. that okay. change happening That's now great. in workplace um so i i think it's good and i think women should rise up to senior levels much faster because the affinity towards seeing a woman's capabilities um and different capabilities that a woman can see uh, is great like you know i can see in other women and say yeah she'll be able to do that job mm-hmm. and maybe my other counterparts will be saying you know do you think she'll be more strategic or you know will she have the kind of strength to do this or you know it's a tough one i said no absolutely i can see that she'll be able to do it mm-hmm. and so, so you know it's like um, you can see because it it is just behavioral it is yeah. just the way you communicate it's just the choice of words it's just it's just different mm-hmm. that's all and we should enjoy that difference uh, so yeah i think it's a competitive landscape but uh, it will change so with more women there the more even playing field and more women come in i think even that uh, middle path will suddenly go away <laughs> Okay so the final question can a woman have it all As I said yes a woman can have it all I would say and now what do I mean by have it all yes, yes. as I said it is prioritization mm-hmm. you have to decide what's important for you because everything cannot be important Yeah uh, and I'm sure it's not only a working woman any any woman or person cannot have it all because we are at all points in time making choices yes. and when you make choice the thing of making a choice is that you are leaving something definitely so you can't so you have can, it all at the yeah. same time at the same time you cannot and you have to prioritize because if you need if you need focus because with focus comes um like in your personal relationships if you're focusing on the the ones that you've prioritized because that's when you can make them you can give to them more than than you can when you are thin when you're thinly spread hmm. yeah, uh, you can true. give at work more when you don't have other priorities which are seeking your time so you know it's a matter of choose the few that make you happy yes. and then you can have it all absolutely you can have it all true Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you liked it, do rate it and follow us on Spotify and stay tuned for some more inspiring stories of women trailblazers.